Greetings, friends, and welcome to the People Who Play podcast, episode 57. It is August 12th, 2019, and on this week's podcast, we're going to look ahead to what our most anticipated titles for this fall are, and boy, there's a lot of them. <laughs> mm, tasty, tasty video uh, but, games. <laughs> yep. But before that, I am uh, joined by the uh, tastiest co-host Ooh. on this podcast, Jay Alred. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I need an adult. You, you open the door to that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just keep it propped open. Three inches at least. Keep the door open. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. it's um, we're getting high, high in the summer season. We're approaching rapidly the... The onslaught of fall, mm-hmm. but uh, what have you? Uh, what, what have you been up to, Jay? You know, I I feel like I've been just sort of relaxing before. You know, this the, the <laughs> it's the calm before, calm the, before storm. the storm, and I'm I've been trying to take advantage of that, playing some little things here and there. But honestly, I haven't been I haven't devoted a whole lot of time to games mm. um, over the last couple of weeks. Just you know. I know, with, with, You've with had your work. birthday and stuff, so I guess right. It's I mean, with with work and with projects around the house, and just kind of wanting to veg out and watch something and not interact. <laughs> I've been I'm watching a lot of Netflix and you know movies and stuff like that. So, um, but I did you know pick up and play a little bit more of uh, Devil May Cry Five. Uh, that game still still want to sing its praises. Absolutely enjoying every minute of that game. You any uh closer to the end do you have a sense on no no i i i have i mean honestly it, it was it's been more of a okay i'm gonna sit down and play this and i get 20 30 minutes in finish finish a mission i'm like you know what i, I don't want to play anymore of this right now i'm just not in the mood so uh my impressions still are maintained from you know our last discussion so nothing's gone uh to the extreme one way or the other as far as that's concerned but huh. still still want to play it and uh definitely need to finish it before things start picking up at the end of this yeah. month. Um, but, you know, I, I still have been putting probably most of my, my time, if I'm going to sit down and play a game, it's been Pathfinder. Um, you know, I, I still... Building up your kingdom. Yeah, building up the kingdom. It's I'm starting to kind of get into the groove of things there. It's interesting. One of the things that's confusing about the game is they with your quest log, it's broken up between your uh, your main story beats your companion quests, uh, your kingdom quests or kingdom goals, if you will, and then like er- you know random errands that you run for different people, and it's confusing because are like some of them like uh, randomized generated? Is it or how many of them feel kind of unique or? Um, no, no, not not. I don't think so. I don't think any of the um the kingdom stuff is is random. I think there are certain. Uh, thresholds you need to meet before you'll actually get one of those quests, but it's possible. I don't know. They may actually be randomly generated, um, but it's not like they're super involved. There's some like flavor text, and then you assign a um, you assign someone from your that, that that's in a, a place of position in your kingdom to oversee that. Particular... Is it like a timer thing? Yes. Yes. So you'll it'll okay, say like, so hey, this like... is going to take this this particular quest will take 14 days and you assign someone to it you pay the, the it's kind of like uh, be assassin's creed brotherhood yes. or that yes. was kind of when you had exactly. like the assassin missions and you send them out okay that yep. makes sense. exactly like that and then your your rewards will be leveling up one of your different uh stats in the kingdom whether it's you know community or loyalty or military or uh arcana or divinity any of those i mean you got a, a list of stats that that, yeah. that you are trying to level up in your kingdom and when you complete those missions it can increase that 
Um, it can also earn you um, additional BP, which is your building points, and you use building points to complete um, certain objectives in your kingdom or to even build So it seems like the game mission. kind of radically shifts in just how you're playing it at that point, so it's more of like a management sim it's, at that point it, in it some ways? Completely. I mean, I sometimes I'll actually sit down to play this game and I'll spend 20, 30 minutes managing my kingdom um, and just kind of progressing it forward and time is ticking on, you know, you, you can't just like completely lose yourself in that because there may be missions that are uh, loosely time oh, so sensitive. Oh, they can like run out of time. And, Ex- okay, yeah, like it may get to the point where you'll get a little alert popping up saying like, hey, this person's not going to wait forever. You probably should go to that meeting point and talk to them to progress this mission forward. And there are also... That's beats. nice. At least it reminds you. <laughs> it does, yeah. I haven't, I haven't completely missed out on anything. But then there are some... Uh, management things with the kingdom that you can completely miss out on if you don't assign someone. There's a bit of a, a, a balancing there because there are certain uh, tasks that you assign someone to and then they're assigned and then the counter just starts. Um, or there are certain ones like if you're going to level up one of your stats to a, uh, a new rank because um, you've got your your number stat but then you've got your rank one, two, three, four, five, six, or what have you. And so you could have your economy be at 104 and its rank is three or what have you. And so hmm. when you want to level up the rank, uh, you actually have to sit still for uh, two weeks and let that uh-huh. timer go by completely. And it'll just like rapidly go through those two weeks. So that's why you know it can be kind of fun to sit it's down. Like make for, sure you've cleared up all your business when you make, do that. Yeah, any of that stuff that could be time sensitive, make sure it's, you know, taken care of or at least, you know, not so urgent that this type of stuff's going to hurt you. So I'll sit down for 30 minutes and I'll, I'll have a month and a half go by in the game by just – kind of cleaning up my 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 quests for my my kingdom but what i was getting at too originally is you know one of the things that's confusing is you'll have quests in your kingdom uh, because you got your journal and it'll have those quests but then when you go to your management you've got kind of like almost like these decks of cards that you have to go through that will you know say hey this is the mission uh or the, the event if you will and this is the type of person that needs to be assigned to it these are your prerequisites you know to pay for the event if needed and this could be your possible outcome but then you also have your overall like quest for you know whether it's like um, establish trade relations with this particular person or get to level five in this particular area or have five regions unlocked in this you know in your kingdom and so you've got the kind of your your more macro level type of, of goals for your kingdom and it can oh. be confusing because sometimes those unlocked missions aren't even like it doesn't explain super well how to reach that objective like it was one thing where it's like hey have five new advice like unlock a new advisors and i'm like i don't know how to do that and i just kind of oh, and to, it doesn't really tell you very it doesn't well. tell you <laughs> and so i just had to kind of trust that eventually it might happen and it did so but but that quest was there from the very beginning and hmm. you know 15 hours later into the game then i start to get a feel of what it means to actually unlock those a different advisor so there was a moment where i was worried that i wasn't doing something right and that was to me that that, that it can be a problem for someone who's not as versed into rpgs as, as i am so but i was constantly like you know asking my wife like am i missing something here because she's much further <laughs> than i am and she was telling me like no no you're you're fine it'll eventually you know tell you what what you need and or that you've at least satisfied the prerequisites so 
So that's been kind of fun to, to progress that a little bit. Um, the story's starting to unlock a little bit further. You know, there's a new mystery right now um, that I, I've been set on to, to figure out. You know, I've got when, when you when you start up the game and you're given this um, this land, there's there are a couple of other new leaders that are be given that are have been given other uh lands to to oversee and there's a guy that's uh very much was an adventurer like you until he took a narrow to, to the knee um but he is he is also watching over one of your one of the neighboring lands and he just disappeared everyone in his hmm. uh king in his uh capital just disappeared and so i'm now going to investigate and see what happened there anything ill is going on over there or if it's just you know they all went Whatever. on vacation. <laughs> exactly. So not sure what's going on there, but that's that's the new main quest objective that I'm on right now. And I'm I. So there's I still just, like kind of overarching story progressing is here at this stage. Yes. I mean, again, the overall progress, okay. the overall is just kind of like, hey, you're in charge of this land and just handle things as they're thrown at you. That's kind of how the story is progressing. And, and some of those things. So are it's, a little, it's a little more in depth than in fable three, when you become King. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Quite a bit more. I mean, there are those moments where, you know, at the beginning of every month is when people will actually come to your, to your throne room your and, home, and yeah, you'll court. <laughs> it's not, not quite court, but people will come and seek your counsel. Uh, most of it. Is it like are, are, uh, Inquisition, Dragon Age Inquisition? position when you kind of do that i don't know if you got that far in the game i, but I did like a stage where people um, come and like you know ask your advice or judgment not, and you... not quite that far it's actually more top okay. level like your advisors are coming to you they're saying like hey oh. this is what's going on in this area what would you like to do about it and they'll give you a couple of choices uh and you can see what the results of that choice would be you know the positives and the negatives and you can make your choice um, or you could just say, like, you can ask your advisor, you make the decision, and it'll be based on whatever their, where their morality kind of stands in line with. Um, so you make those choices, and then it just kind of goes from there. And then sometimes, you know, as you are in, getting new regions added to your kingdom uh, or to your barony, um, you'll unlock different artisans that want to set up shop in your in your new uh, your new cities, and they will come to you with gifts of you know ver- various magical items and so they will they'll end up coming into your throne room and they're like oh uh, hello sire here i've made a new gift for you here you go and then you can just say thank you okay go about your business or you could even ask them like hey i'm actually looking for something a little more specific can you make this the next time you come by and it will you know kind of focus a little bit more to your play style as opposed to just being randomly whatever they want to give you um, so you have those okay. things and then sometimes your, your companion quests will, will progress a little bit further. Like they'll come to you and say like, Hey, this is what's going on. Can you help me with this? And you could choose to go one way or the other and then venture out on that, on that quest. And that's also sometimes how your main story missions will be unlocked is simply advancing your kingdom further, advancing time further. You may just need to spend time doing like I was just the last time I was playing, I didn't have a clear objective. Uh, there was nothing in my main mission screen. So I was just doing companion stuff uh, and advancing my kingdom. And then all of a sudden someone came to my, you know, a letter arrived uh, to me and I got that letter and it unlocked my, my next main story beat. So uh, okay. it, it, it kind of so like waiting for the events to happen. Exactly. And... It mixes a lot of that side stuff, that um, kingdom expansion, um, 
mixed in with your adventuring as well. So it's kind of, it, it wraps it up all nicely to where you kind of have to do at least some of the, the management stuff, but not all, not all of it. Like you can completely ignore that stuff if you want to and things can fail, um, but you can also have it auto sim. If you want to go there, there's a setting in the in the difficulty where you can ignore the kingdom stuff entirely and just have and you will never fail it. Um, but honestly, I, I kind of have there's there's fun in, I think, making those decisions and, and things like that. So I've yeah. been I've been enjoying it quite a bit. So, um, you know, I, I want to get it wrapped up because I, I don't want this game to consume me too much throughout yeah. the rest of the year, because obviously that's you, you gonna, need to clear up time soon. <laughs> I, yeah, I need I need to play the new stuff that's coming out. I mean, if we're going to sit around and talk game of the year, I can't be like uh, Pathfinder, <laughs> a game that came out <laughs> last, game year. last year. We slept on was really great. Exactly. So, ooh. Um, so, you know, it's, but it's, this is, might the have to have to a it. category for best backlog game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And this could be the only game I'm playing this year. So the Baldur's Gate two and Pathfinder, <laughs> that's, that's what I finished this year. <laughs> that's not going to work. So, oh. um, so this is the, this is the right time for me to try to get this game cleaned up and, and hopefully done before, uh, before packs when things start to yep. start to hit, but that's pretty much it. What have, uh, what have you been playing? Well, um, I have been still pretty heavily consumed by fire emblem three houses i have i finally um i I finished my first playthrough is the the black eagles okay how how what did you uh what's your time clock in at for that it was it was about it was right around it was about 80 hours so that was a pretty Mm -hmm. accurate um yeah i mean so but then I got to the point and it's like, I really kind of want to see how the other houses go. And I, That's cool. I uh, started a, another, another game as the uh, golden deer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I kind of think, so now I have like, you know, enough impressions to kind of speak to the game as a whole and both the things is clearly, I mean, clearly I've, I've enjoyed the game. Well, yeah, it has hours. Is in, that's, that's a, that's a lot of time to, to do. So it is. And it, as I said, I mean, this is one of, I mean, it's really taken me, you know, my attention in a way, you know, as I said, probably on the switch, like the most I've really just been, you know, just grabbed by a game on the switch since, um, breath of the wild. It's, it's up there and probably one of my favorite switch games now. Um, that, but you know, that said there are, you know, there are issues with the game. It's not, you know, it's not perfect. Um, both in terms of like, there could be a lot more better map variety and quality, especially since, Kind of how the game works, especially, I mean, so this this minor spoilers, I'll avoid anything story um, specific, but basically after, you know, the time skip, it transitions into the war phase. And I mean, the, so the still basic how you're playing the game doesn't change that much. You still will go through and instead of, you know, the school lessons, you do advanced training, you still could basically, it's okay. still the same thing. You continue to teach your students, but now they can also if they have skills higher than you, which is going to be most of them, especially in your first playthrough, you can have, you can go to them for training, especially now since you've increased your professor level, you have a lot more available actions on your exploration days. But um, you also get to the point where you kind of want to avoid, you know, too many exploration days. Cause one, I mean, I do think it, the, that going around basically the monastery, cause that's still going to, you know, kind of where you end up working from there for most of your missions and your, is your base of operations. Um, you get to the point where it's like, I'm just really using the fast travel option to just zip around and, right. you know, talk to the people I need to and, you know, get the training and just get through as, as quick as possible. So that, that aspect of the game, definitely, especially getting into the second playthrough, 
um, loses a lot of the luster it had initially when you like, you know, like I said the initial experience of that part is really fun. You're going around, you're finding things you want to talk to everyone, but you know, after 80 hours, you're like, okay, I just want to sure. you know, get moving so, to the, the parts, but well, with how much time you put into your, your start of your second playthrough, does it, does it handle that? well enough to where it could oh, the new game like, plus yeah i mean it does it it, it it is so okay um so it is a new game plus and what that means is um so you don't like you know you don't start over with you know your levels or anything but um there's one kind of um aspect in your first playthrough you, you earn renown from completing like quests in the exploration and also all of the both auxiliary battles and main quest battles um in those in your first playthrough you can use that renown there are like four different um, statues that you basically can spend the renown and get permanent unlocks that in, improve like how much XP you know everyone earns how um, they get more skill like instead of like getting like you know it increases how much skill increases they get from training so stuff it makes you know leveling faster and quicker so you keep all that that's persistent and then when you start the new playthrough you can also spend your renown to basically unlock um basically things you've done in previous in your previous okay levels so like you can unlock um support levels with characters you can unlock skill levels you can unlock combat abilities and all that cost renown so it's kind of another thing and though so that's kind of it helps so the first thing i did is i spent most of the bonus renown you get when you start a new game plus i um, maxed out, you know, because I'd maxed out my professor level, and I did that right away because that's going to give you more actions on your days off, so you can also right, be right. training yourself more early on. You can make sure all your students have the morale max so they can get most of their benefits. Um, but as a kind of tying into what I was saying before, um, a lot of these extra battles, which you kind of need, um, you have a separate. If you choose a battle day, you'll have it starts out with like one basically activity point and you can get up to three um so you can do basically extra battles on kind of basically maps that you've there's kind of like a smaller limited pool of maps that initially you've done in the first one and those they'll just have like kind of randomized enemies and those tend to feel very samey after a while like you just know right. those maps and it's not that much of a challenge so but um so that's kind of where i feel like it kind of gets a little feels a little grindy on the second time through because like that's where you get the bulk of you know your experience points for your you know trying for our students to keep them up the level but um that said until there's a higher difficulty level by the end of the first playthrough on hard like i would recommend that difficulty for anyone who has played any like tactical strategy game before sure. um because easy because what i did on my second one i started now because i wanted to see like how different is difficulty so i did the um the classic Iron Man mode, but I bumped difficulty down to normal because I didn't want to worry too much. But now I'm like, you know, um, probably a third of the way through again. And hmm. it's clearly obvious that the normal difficulty is way too easy. Okay. Like nothing's, nothing's a challenge by, you know, before you even get to the time skip, I think. Would you say not that, that not that challenging? Would you say that the game respects your time in the second playthrough or does it, or do you feel like you're retreading a lot of the same, water um, over and no over i think well as i said like besides these kind of issues i was bringing up which i think kind of you know apply but like a lot of you know as i said like once on the second time through like i'm not talking to you know every new you know on my days off like i st i know what to do i'm like only talking for the quest and maybe m the characters in my house and ones i'm trying to recruit i don't go around and 
go to every chat bubble that pops up for with a new little you know line or two of dialogue. So I'm, I'm right. spending less time running around the monastery now. I know how to do things. I'm getting like go through a lot quicker. But I mean, but the nice thing is, is with the new house, like all your story things and stuff, they are they're different. It's different content even in the first thing in terms of like. So that's like you're learning, you know, these new characters. And I said, and to me, that's like the main appeal. Sure. really of this game is how well the the character development is and kind of building up the support and like learning you know all these things about these different characters like some of like a, you know as i said like a lot of them well not maybe not a lot but some of them they start out and you're like i'm like i don't think i'll like this kid or this character you know they seem they kind of one thing but like they all have a pretty good job of having a lot more depth and like learning to appreciate them and being more than they initially appear to be in each mm-hmm. of the houses that i've seen so far and so I think, you know, that's a very main draw for me. And also the actual, you know, the combat and stuff is well done, but I do think there could have been more unique maps, more unique missions, especially for okay. these auxiliary battles. Cause those kind of feel, I mean, they're almost to the point where it's like, I mean, they're enjoyable, but like there aren't that many great or interesting maps. And a lot of the interesting mechanics only show up once, even in the entire, um, at least, in my initial campaign, maybe the others, because like you get to the point where you will have different missions, especially after during the war phase. I think those are all completely different than what you've done. But like, so the main story missions will have the most interesting mechanics. But like, I'll just take a very minor example from the first one. There's a mission early on where it's like, oh, there are you know maps with basically fog where you can't really see your characters can't see far. You know, it's easy right. to get ambushed. You have to move slower you can also buy like torches and equip them for limited amounts of turns to increase your vision but like that was literally the only map in that my entire first playthrough that that happened you know so it's like that interesting mechanic only happened once in that house's okay. playthrough maybe yeah. it happens in the others i'm not sure so there's a lot of like things that they did that they didn't really take advantage of like was opportunity so, for more variety but they didn't really give it to yeah. you okay that's a bummer yeah, and um, I mean, most of the main story missions, like some of them um, were a little more challenging with their conditions, like mostly the ones that have a limited number of turns. Mm-hmm. But because, um, I mean, generally, I would say your best overall strategy in these type of games is to like try to pull as few enemies per turn as a time to kind of whittle them down instead of having massive, you know, characters will die when like three or four people are going to target them. Whereas if you can just like move one guy you know, get everyone position, move one person, like your tank forward, pull one or two people, then they can do it. And you just, that's like the safest way to get through mm-hmm. these games. But on, you know, the missions with turn limits, you can't do that as much as you'd like. Those can be a little more challenging. Right. Um, but overall, I mean, I said like, I've really been enjoying the uh, kind of the, the skill leveling up and building your characters to the different classes and jobs and getting a cool team. And for each of the different houses, kind of like, the different strengths that each of the characters in those houses kind of have are different. So it's kind of a very, you know, different experience so far in the golden deer as opposed to the black Eagles on my first one. So I think there's plenty to enjoy on multiple playthroughs. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I just, I really like the game, but there are some minor things that, you know, they could have done better. And also for me, one of like the weirdest, I don't know if it's weird, just dis- disappointments is the music is i mean there are some good tracks but they're only limited to basically those specific battles and then the stuff you get on the auxiliary battles it just tends to be like just this one track that you hear a lot and the the one in the monastery doesn't change for a long time so you hear that a lot and 
a bit the whole time I'm playing it, like what I would give to this swap the soundtrack with um, <laughs> Octopath Traveler. Oh, and then geez, it would yeah. be so good. Yeah. Like I almost just want to like turn down the volume and like play that soundtrack on the separate <laughs> just thing. Just put it on Spotify. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, I, I was kind of thinking about doing that. Like, that would be perfect. So, like, there are, as I said, like, there are some really good tracks, but they only come up in those limited battles. And, like, because there are options in the menu, like, you can, like, supposedly choose the song that's playing, but you go to that, and every time you know, it's like, oh, it's like, you can only, like, you know, it's locked during basically these, the things you do most of the time. It doesn't seem to be much of a choice. So, that, oh, that's a little disappointing. Yeah, it's, like, right. I said, the music that's there isn't terrible, but, like, the stuff you hear the most isn't it's like the least great or good of the stuff that is there. Sure. So that could be better. Um, yeah. That's, that's the sign of good music design when you aren't really thinking about it a whole lot one yeah. way or the other, but well, actually, I yeah, but like none really of the, good, the stuff then... you hear a lot has been really catchy, but like, I still find myself like, I'd rather just be like, you know, humming the, the battle tracks to Octopath Traveler, right. you know, would be, <laughs> so, so it's kind of a, a you know, little minor disappointment, but um, I am that said, you know, I am looking forward to, you know, the rumor that once the first DLC comes out, they'll add um, a harder difficulty modes, which I think I would probably enjoy more in the subsequent. Like, I'll probably finish my Golden Deer playthrough on the classic normal because it probably won't take me too long. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, it said, I'm just really been, like, you know, it's like I, I put it down. You, you're just thinking about, it said, it's mostly the characters and, you know, the battles are fun, you know, and mm-hmm. there could be, as I said, some more depth, better better maps better um kind of more variety and objectives and what you do but it's overall been you know it's still been holding up and been enjoyable on a you know starting a second playthrough on another house so i would uh you know it's definitely one of my favorite switch games and so far one of my favorite games this year so it's been it's interesting because this this game it's, it's been on my radar but i i just haven't felt the i don't know the the need to pick it up but just like listening to you talk about this last couple of times, it's like, man, I mean, I, I wish that I felt more oomph to go pick it up. But I think it's just where I'm at mentally right now with with playing games and the time that I have. It's like I really have to be selective. And the idea yeah. of getting into an 80 hour plus RPG right now, this close. I mean, to the I end. was intimidated by that. Yeah. But I said for, like this game, it grabbed me and I said I this it made like I was just drawn and like it's been a while since I've just been like wanting to like play and work at this a game every day. You know, it's right. just really, I think, me. But I, I think, think if I just, what I probably should do is that I'm always nervous about taking my switch with me to work because when I would, mm-hmm. when I was taking my DS, you know, several, several years ago, um, I take my 3DS with me to work and I just leave it in my car. And I had the the nice link between worlds golden with the you know the tri- oh, it triforce. Stolen. It got stolen. Yeah. Got stolen out of my out of my work truck. And I've been Ugh. super hesitant about taking my switch. I, I, yeah, I would too. <laughs> and it's it. Part of it is because well, you know, let me go grab me you know put it on to charge. Let me go grab it. You know, make find make sure that I can gather. You'd want to get like a, stuff and, like a cable or something that you can like have with you know, you know kind of like get have a lot of like cable to your truck <laughs> exactly it's like i there have been several moments where i'm literally just like okay i've got three four hours before the next job you know and i'm not able to move anything up so i'll just go and i'll wait in a parking mm. lot and i'll just like sit there scrolling through on my phone i'm like man i could be playing my switch oh, right boy. Now. but <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> it's 
like and that would be the time for me to be able to you know knock this knock this out but of course usually my luck the days that i do bring my switch i'm like packed full and i i have no i have zero town time and then i forget yeah. it i forget the switch <laughs> in my curse. truck and then i get out there the next day i'm like oh crap this thing was out here all night oh my gosh i'm an idiot and like Ugh. i get all nervous and so it's like i gotta i gotta have a little bit more discipline with how you'd have I to have a system it. to make sure you uh, exactly. <laughs> keep it exactly. secure and safe but I mean, I think it is a pretty, you know, easy game. I mean, especially with both the Switch, but like since it's turn-based, it's easy to like, you know, pause, turn off, pick up even in the middle of a battle. Mm-hmm. You know, it will keep the same spot. You can also like bookmark it if you're a little bit neurotic about right, you know, right. making sure it saves. Um, but I think for anyone who likes um, tactical, I mean, it said like it's like it's like medieval XCOM, right? Um, but you know, instead of aliens and lasers it's you know like swords and spells mm-hmm. um so i think that part's good but to me i said honestly like i think even for people who aren't too savvy with that or you know if you just can enjoy the action on easy but to me i still think the main draw is how well they've really flushed out these characters it's like having a whole game full of this like developing like your mass effect you know your, your party members and just like okay. yeah. constantly both like you know talking to them I said like a lot but a lot of the the joy comes from like getting their support with each other built up mm-hmm. and seeing those conversations. And that really draws out a lot about the characters' backstories and learning about them. And I think that's like, you know, probably, probably 60% of the enjoyment for me. And then, okay. you know, the, uh, kind of the, the, the strategy aspect is probably 40%, which, you know, so it's, it, it's, it's a great, you know, as I said, it's a great game. I don't want, you know, anyone to think it's not without, you know, those flaws, which, you know, that can, you want to vary, but I think it's, over said i mean it's you know it's up there so far and you know my favorite games this year so it's been a, okay it's been a, it's been a joy kind of getting through it very compelling yeah um so i think but it kind of similar to you know i talked about earlier after um doing secure out kind of that awakened you know kind of something in me this has also similarly awakened you know reawakened my love of these you know tactical rpgs and sure. i also kind of uh booted up and decided I said actually get through the the Banner Saga trilogy. Oh my gosh, maybe it's funny. before I I had the exact same <laughs> thought just earlier this week. I was go- scrolling through Game Pass and I was like, I should try this. I mean, I've 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 boot you know I've tr- restarted Banner Saga Saga one multiple times, but never actually sat down to do it. And, and with three being so out, I, I beat pay- the Banner Saga one on PC when it came out. I was ah. like super excited for it, but then um. What kind of ended up happening though is when Banner Saga 2 came out, that was a games with gold, but I couldn't transfer my save from PC to Xbox. Mm-hmm. And that just made me kind of give up on the whole series. So now it's, but now that the whole trilogy is um, on Game Pass, and I was like, okay, I should restart through the first one, get all the decisions, carry, because you can carry through your decisions between games. And it's like, but kind of reawakened my love of turn based battle strategies right. with RPG elements in it. So. That might be that might be my goal to finish that before we get into uh, the onslaught of new games in the fall. Ugh, so, <laughs> and those aren't small games either, though, are they? Um. Well, okay. So there. I mean, this is why I honestly was thinking about it because, like, I think probably you could probably beat all three in the same time as one. You know, I you could. I if I remember right, I think. Maybe I can just see my Steam real fast on the Banner Saga. I feel like uh, I have 26 hours clocked. That's how long it took me to beat it on uh, PC when it came okay. out. So 
So I'm guessing I could probably, instead of playing through another Fire Emblem playthrough, I could probably get through the entire trilogy in uh, the same amount of time. So maybe well, that's kind of my... I'm I mean, it's look- a it's a beautiful game. I really, I love the first out. one. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing now, as I started up, it's like, I don't, because I don't think two or three of it either, but like, it would have benefited immensely from having the same quality of voice acting because that's the only thing is it really right. has very minimal voice acting i mean it has great text and tons of options um i mean kind of your between battles is a different approach than fire emblem but it's more like doing like a really sad well really sad organ trail even more sad mm-hmm. organ trail but it's, it's it's it was like i really enjoyed it there's lots of you know choices you can make that can pretty drastically affect you know which characters live and die and stuff it's a you know it has a great aesthetic i still think it has some of the most beautiful kind of hand-drawn looking artwork you know out there so that's kind of why i I restarted up i started and i'm like i mean the battle system is some people you know really don't like it because it's different you know in that it alternates you know it's you know one of your characters moves then it's the other's turn then comes back so and you know instead of all one and then the other and that kind of plays into like right right you, you know how you approach the battle so it's you know in some ways it's more challenging but like you know i still by the time i finished it on pc i i thought it was you know perfectly good so okay it's kind of a yeah, so that's kind of my, my goal for um, the rest of the summer. But I think that's kind of a good segue into our discussion for this week, which yes. is, I mean, what what are we going to, you know, look forward to the most? And then coming months we have, you know, for supposedly an off year, I think there's still plenty to there, look forward yes. to this fall. That, and that's, that's the thing <laughs> is, you know, me personally, I haven't been super wowed so far this year i mean there have been i've been playing a lot of great games that haven't mm-hmm. come out this year <laughs> so um you know really the <laughs> only one of note that i've been putting any time into for this year is is devil may cry 5 and you know i think it's great it could very well be a contender for game of the year but i just haven't been feeling the excitement for games mm. new that you know of 2019 but looking forward you know i i don't think that this is like you know 2007 mass effect bioshock type yeah. levels of excitement <laughs> or or any of some of these other you know uh switch launch with you know freaking Zelda well it doesn't Breath have the and... the huge ip that you know like the big you know it's not like last year you know about with you know god of war and spider-man mm-hmm. and you what know um, oh, red dead redemption 2 man what a year yeah like it's oh yeah i mean so it's it's a lot more i think in some ways, probably variety even that I'm looking forward to this year, but none of, it doesn't have like the massive big, most of the massive big hitters, like tentpole franchises. But to me, it's like, I mean, there are still, you know, Gears 5 is, you know, a tentpole franchise for Microsoft and it's one I still love dearly. But there, so there's plenty of great stuff, but it's, you know, I can see how maybe it doesn't have the, uh, you know, just the the fanfare that last year did, but that, um, that being the, said, uh, that being said, one, uh-huh. we won't we don't have to go into it right now. One of the games on the you know on the docket for this year is probably mm. one of my most anticipated in a long, long time. So mm. I mean, it might balance things out a little bit as far as you know how good <laughs> this year is. I guess I guess we'll see. But um, I mean, starting here in August, what's what's coming up next? What's uh, what's uh, getting you getting you all hot and bothered? Uh well, I mean, so probably. The one I'm most excited for um, in August is Astral Chain. 
okay. which is the new platinum game coming to Switch. I I don't know, like something about it. The more I've been seeing is this really got me excited for you know a really well crafted character action game. I've been reading it has some elements from the wonderful 101 mm-hmm. um but that's kind of the 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 story and the aesthetics have all got me intrigued and i just have really just you know i've been looking forward to using one of my uh, first game vouchers oh, on yes, that so yes. i mean for me this is you know seeing the reveal of this game it could it was it could have very easily been one of those like what the heck is this game you know reveals on uh on nintendo directs and it, something about it seemed intriguing like number one you got platinum games tied to it which can either go one way or the other when it yeah. comes <laughs> when it comes to their quality but it it seems like a really cool premise with the idea of you know police officers having this almost demonic like connection yeah. with these uh, I, don't, I don't know what i don't know what they're considered in this world but uh, yeah <laughs> th- these these creatures that, astral entities or something yeah astral entities <laughs> that just kind of like go out and fight and battle and help you traverse and things like that it just it seems really interesting and kind of a kind yeah of i mean cool. mechanics wise it's kind of got me intrigued on the possibilities and just like you know so that that's why i mean i, I feel like I, that's kind of like the the premise like you said the kind of like a cop story and yeah how it's gonna play out should be should be interesting i'm just mm-hmm. looking forward to smooth fast stylish combat especially after devil may cry five kind of got me in the mood for more character action games so definitely yeah. uh, that's my my august highlight i think okay um, I, I think for me i mean one on the smaller side not one that i'm like you know chomping at the bit for but i'm i want to check out mostly because well it's coming to game passes bard yep. bard's ta- <laughs> the bard's tale 4 director's cut uh it's making its console you know debut um and so excited to to check that out it's Obviously, also coming with the uh the previous the back catalog remasters of that's the first right three yeah so well. i mean this is a, a long long running franchise yep. one, of, one of the ogs when it comes to you know rpgs on the you know ba- you know from from the computer days and very you know uh, even even some what, what the bard's tale made a, even an action rpg uh which i on the original xbox ps2 i i played that game i love really, that game really good I mean, I, it's, a very, it's yeah. super funny. I mean, I still, I still remember that opening quest when you're like, "Oh, go down to the, the, rat. the yes, go down to the cellar and and kill the rats." And then you go down there and you kill one or two rats. That's and a, you got the narrator is like singing your praises, and you're all like, this this great hero who's vanquished the beast, and then boom, crashing through the walls, this giant monstrous rat that just destroys yeah. you, and then the game starts. I mean, I love it. It's hilarious. So. Uh, I'm excited to kind of see where, obviously, all that humor that drives this this franchise. It'll be fun to see those older games that, that I missed, and then obviously see yeah. uh, In Exile's vision of of this, you know, the newer entry into the franchise. And al- also for those that you know are interested in seeing what one of the newest X- Xbox Game Studios uh, acquisitions, capable what they're capable of, what what types of experiences we could expect from them. Uh, going forward, when from from a storytelling and RPG standpoint, so that'll be cool. But yeah. I think what I'm and actually... I think also playing into um, kind of the Game Pass aspect of why I'm excited for this is after playing and putting a fair amount of time, almost beating the Operencia Stolen Son, right? Kind of that classic 
RPG, like this same style, like it got me interested in the style of, you know, RPG again. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think that's just one of the cool aspects of Game Pass and how it can feed Absolutely. into your interests and open up more opportunities. So Absolutely. I, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the Bard's Tale as well. Yep. But I think the highlight for me this month and probably what's going to signal <laughs> the start off for, for uh, the fall season is Control. Uh, it's the next game by, mm-hmm. by Remedy. Those who brought us, you know, most recently Quantum Break. Um, but also the Alan Wake series and even the, in the original Max Payne's. So all fantastic games in my opinion. Fantastic. I mean, I, I think quantum break got, uh, unfairly a little judged. bit of the short straw in terms of i yeah. think it did i mean like, a lot of it has to I think, comes from the, the you know the, the xbox the final game. boss fight didn't help i mean I and honestly i don't even i don't even hate the final boss fight as much no it was just some. kind of a it was yeah, it just it was fine not great but I it, didn't was, hate yeah, it. it was just like a, i didn't hate it i think it, it i think there was me. problems people could have with it in sure. terms of it wasn't clear but mm-hmm. as I said, like it wasn't that bad, but it could have been more. But I mean, the rest of the game, I think, still had, you know, fantastic mechanics. And I think Beautiful since controls game. based off that, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if people actually, you know, pay attention to the actual mechanics this mm-hmm. time around. And honestly, right. I thought the story for Quantum Break was also kind of underrated. It was still absolutely, I and think, I, one of the better time travel stories in science fiction. In super, terms of super good. Interesting takes. And I, I love the, the tie-in with the, the live-action TV show. Um, you know, I, I thought that that was a, a, you know, a, a varying quality, it wasn't, but I still it wasn't, liked it. Yeah, I mean, it kind of felt like, you know, kind of what you would have expected for, like, a better quality, like, sci-fi channel right. you know, before, you know, kind of like from 10 years kind ago. Kind of like, like a, like, a, a, B-t- was, a B-tier it, it, net Netflix yeah. original television show. You know, telev- yeah, uh, yeah, Netflix yeah. original. Not quite the you know, upper echelon quality that you'd get from them. But like, you know, the, this is, this is good. This is an enjoyable Netflix original. Like that's kind of where this falls into that. And it was, it was like, good. had the game come out, you know, a few years earlier, I think the reception would have been a little more positive on that right. aspect of it, but right. it was, yeah, but I'm, I'm really interested in to see how well control builds off what was good in quantum break mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. seeing how people react to that. And I think it does have a lot more interesting stuff on top of building off that base of, you know, just the time powers, but more kind of, you know, control powers. <laughs> I mean, it, it look it looks cool. It's, it's almost as if they took the whole idea. Uh, I mean, for me, this is the way I look at it with the, the, the little bit I know about the game is, you know, that scene in Indiana Jones where top men are watching over all mm-hmm. these relics yeah, yeah. of the past. I mean, that's, that's essentially kind of in one way or another what control is the idea of you got this 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 building that houses all this crazy weird supernatural stuff and you were the direct the new director over this facility and you've got this this crazy cool pistol that it's a great premise and i'm really interested to see how remedy i mean i think remedy has always been very good at you know melding good stories with good you know third person shooting gameplay and i'm and, super jazzed I mean, because it, you know the <laughs> game focuses a lot on on telekinetic abilities and i have mm-hmm. this this game has been compared to a ps2 classic psyops that i really I, really enjoy i loved that too that i mean that's i don't think we've seen a game quite like that you know since Mm-mm. it's it's days and you know two generations back well that and uh what, what was it advent uh rising, rising? Advent Chil- yeah that was somewhat similar in telepathic abilities of stuff yep. that we haven't really seen a good you know good take on that since then so i am yeah so i'm i'm excited to to revisit that in a, a current generation 
uh, standard, and it will be really, really fun to, to check that out. So, I mean, and then, uh, in August, and hopefully we, we the, get the, to see uh, Sam Lake character making appearances. Always. Oh, I sure hope so. <laughs> I sure hopefully, hope so. hopefully some uh, Alan Wake and Quantum Break cameos or references. Because that's, that's the thing is it's supposedly all those. Hopefully some good uh, screenplays to pick up and read. <laughs> yep, exactly. And then Blair Witch also comes out. I'm intrigued by that. That looked cool. Yeah, another uh, another Game Xbox. Pass game that I'm going to yeah. check out. <laughs> no reason to not check it out. That's for sure. Uh, but well, moving uh, into let's September, look at September. Yeah, I mean, a bit, the big one here is Gears Five. <laughs> I mean, that's I've I absolutely adored Gears of War Four. I mean, you and I we played through that in its entirety yeah. uh, cooperatively. Gonna uh, have to do that again. Did, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I was I loved that experience. Such a fun game, super high quality. Um, but what Rod Ferguson had said, you know, the the studio director over there um, said that the Gears of War four was kind of like their they needed to prove themselves that they could handle a yep. Gears game. Uh, similar to how J.J. Abrams, you know, played it a little bit safe with, uh, you know, The Force Awakens. Force they kind of they, they played it safe with Gears Gears of War four, but with Gears five, this is them like going all out. Like this is this is. I, I'm really excited to see. Like, I mean, there's so much content in. I mean, Gears five. It looks like. I mean, the campaign. Yep. Both the multiplayer. I, I guess I also should mention. I did. Uh, I can't remember if it was the other weekend, but they did the the test for the arcade yes, the multiplayer yes, versus mode. That. I did that. I like, I like the arcade mode. I it think it might actually so get me to fun. play the versus mode again. I mean, like, actually getting was, kills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, carrying my own to like kind of being at the top of the, well, I like, the I like the, the weapon there. balance and kind of playing, having the options both. I mean, they will still have the traditional shotgun Nash FS for the, you know, the skill based, you know, mm-hmm. ranked multiplayer, but this arcade mode, Everyone, you know, you basically get to start out. You choose different characters, which have different classes and starting weapons, and they're all basically mostly, um, you know, assault rifles. Yeah. And so it has a lot more rifle play, which I think is, you know, a little more appealing. It has a little bit more of that feel of, like, kind of how a lot of people play single player, like, you know, getting cover, you know, shooting mm-hmm, from cover mm-hmm. with rifles. Not in, you know, but the power weapons are, like, you get more, more kills and assists that lets you unlock and choose, like, you know, which kind of weapons or bonuses you can get for exactly. a life. But, you know, if you die right away, you can lose it, but sometimes it'll refund you a couple of those points. So it, it was a fun take. I had a lot of fun. And that's just the verses. And there's also that um, escape mode we saw at which E3. It looks super cool. Like yeah. kind of a, like a cool, you know, way there's going to be. I'm really excited to see Horde mode. I played probably a couple hundred hours of Horde mode in Gears mm, 4. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the promise of all the new crazy biggest expansive campaign and a gears game. oh yeah so it I looks think like open world type stuff i mean it looks or not, maybe not an open world but like larger no, maps like more like god of war i yes. think is kind of the mm-hmm. impression of like a more more exploration bigger things traversal yeah. I, i'm excited to see what they can do with that there's a lot in the gears 5 package i am I, know, I like I that they're ready. focusing on kate's story <laughs> i thought that the way they yep. they ended and kind of set up her story uh, for Gears 5 at the end of Gears 4 was was really intriguing. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've said it before, with us doing it cooperatively, I played as Kate through the entirety of my playthrough. So I've got, you know, a little bit of a connection with that character. So I'm really excited to uh, to see that story through as well in, in Gears 5. But, you know, a, a, a few and days after that comes out is, well, now for us, you know, being, being Game Pass <laughs> Ultimate subscribers, we actually get it 
earlier. I think it's like what five days Which earlier. So yeah, know, it's like the ultimate edition version, I think, basically, right? So that yeah, Same exactly. Like... So we'll get access to that. So that'll be nice to kind of help you know put in some distance between some of the other and also it uh, looks like they've taken to heart a lot of the uh, you know criticisms from the microtransaction. Yeah, you know yeah. how four worked. It looks like they're doing away with pretty much all that from what we saw in the trailer. It looks like you know basically. It looks like a lot more fair system. There's not like the card packs. There's not, you know, mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. so grindy, it, you know, more, more cosmetics. You can either buy what you want, you get more things. So like exactly. that, that's another good aspect I thought we should mention, but I am so uh, wh- how are you feeling about Borderlands three? Where are you as far as your hype level? on? You this? know, I, I mean, I'm not through the roof, but I am, I'm really excited. I have loved the Borderlands franchise. Right, I am actually super, I'm excited especially for the story because from what we've seen they're actually working in and building off tales from the borderlands which is one of my favorite games this generation yes, yeah it's yeah. uh i'm really excited for that aspect it looks like the characters everything they're showing it looks like it's gonna be a great fun new borderlands game i guess um i can't remember if i mentioned it i did dip my toes into when they added um the handsome collection to game pass i actually sure. i haven't gotten too far but i did start up the the pre-sequel um i did also want to maybe Maybe the weekend before. I don't know if you want to join me. We could uh, go in and do the uh, the free expansion they oh, added yeah. f- yes. for two. I to kind sure of tie in that, that might be. Yeah, that you know that's you not can, a bad idea. We should probably do that. Because you don't need to start a new. Because you know I did you know hundreds of hours of Borderlands two on the three sixty, mm-hmm. but this well at least it lets you make a you know a level thirty something character, and we can just get through the story and see. But like just starting up the pre sequel, so like you know Borderlands. I've, I've always enjoyed the story, the humor, the world, the setting. So I'm, you know, I am, I'm ready. I will. Well, you know what? Um, maybe, maybe we should, wh- why don't we try? I mean, we can see how our schedules line up with, uh, with packs, but you and I will be, we'll mm. be meeting up IRL. Maybe we could, if we've got time in between, uh, uh, packs days, maybe we could sit down and, and check, try it in a uh, split screen. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a great, especially yeah. Split screen. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah we should. We'll, we'll try to do that. It's a date. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, Borderlands, I mean, I'm, I loved Borderlands series, um, uh, didn't put as much time in Borderlands 2 as you did, but I did finish both of them. Um, so I mean, I'm, I want to be more excited for Borderlands 3, but I just think that there are more games this year that, you know, more mm-hmm. than games I'm more excited for. Um, but this is also one of those games where you don't really have to, it doesn't have to be a time sink all at once. You know, this is something you can no, chip doesn't. away at, you know, little well, it looks by like little they've even done a good job of making it a little more accessible in terms of like, cause like in two, like it became really hard to play co-op with people. If you weren't the exact same or close to level, right. mm-hmm. whereas this, it looks like they've had a good system to like, yeah, it can scale a lot better for, mm-hmm. you know, groups of different characters. So if anything, that will make it easy for us if we want to, you know, kind of go through and play through together and not have to worry so much about being different levels. So. Absolutely. Um, next up in September is for me, probably Link's Awakening, uh, remake super jazzed for that. I've, I mean, got a great history with that game. It's near and dear to my heart. Uh, so I'm very, very excited to revisit that with a new coat of paint on it. I mean, I'm definitely, um, curious and possibly gonna, that might go towards one of my vouchers I got depending. I mean, I don't have the history with it yet, but like the art style, it looks really, so you know, really good. It looks really pretty. It looks really charming. So that that's definitely on my radar. Um, interestingly enough, 
Um, the other uh, Nintendo Switch game in September coming out that I is on my radar is the I'm actually been thinking more about getting Dragon Quest Eleven S whatever it's really colon Heroes of a. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been, yeah, no, I mean, like, I've been hearing about how it's supposed to be a very probably one of the most definitive like JRPG experiences ever right. made is kind of what I've been reading, and so like as I said, like especially after Octopath Traveler last year, and you know, it's kind of opened my. Uh, my uh, my eyes and you know maybe wanting to get in on this experience i've been also apparently this is going to be you know the most content filled version of the game and actually mm-hmm. have i guess the previous ones people were upset that they didn't include the full orchestral soundtrack right. and that's kind of one of the things so yeah i mean so i definitely it's on my radar you know i've just been kind of you know looking at, at things to fill out the possible voucher needs oh, sure. that, since I kind of got a couple of those. So might so I'll, I'll see, you know, closer we get, but it's, it's on my radar for, you know, the switch for this fall. So well, I'm, not, he, I'm not committed to it yet, but I know, you know. Uh, <laughs> I know Jared Petty certainly sang its praises when he, when he reviewed <laughs> it on the, on the other consoles, mm-hmm. but you know, I obviously a long running franchise, not one that was really a part of my, my past or my upgrade upbringing. So I don't have a lot of affinity mm-hmm. for it. Uh, sounds like you don't either, but I think the the last Dragon Quest game I played, not counting the Builders franchise, um, mm-hmm. but was Dragon Quest Eight on PS2, I... um, which was another kind of like, hey, because obviously not a lot of these games came to came to the West, um, yeah. But Dragon Quest, I think that might have been the last one that did. That I'm was like, sure. su- I mean, I mean, you've got the MMO mixed in there, and you've got some DS games that have that have come over, and some. Uh, that have been, you know, I mean, I, I don't know the, the full history of Dragon Quest super, super well, but I yeah. do remember that when that came out, I was working at, I want to say I was working at Game Crazy at the time, uh, mm-hmm. but it was one of those things like, oh, this is this is the must-get JRPG of the generation type of a thing. So it was a big deal, and I, you know, I kind of jumped in on that on that hype train uh, and mm. enjoyed it. I wasn't, I, I, my socks were not blown off, but at the same time, yeah. that was a time of my life where finishing games wasn't really something yeah. I was super into like I am now, or, or even, you know, later into my, my, my career playing, you know, at game crazy, I, I got more into actually wanting to finished experiences, but that was one I never did finish. So I didn't like get completely mm. engrossed into it. So that's probably why I haven't really paid a, a whole lot of attention to dragon quest 11, but I will say that yeah, after watching the Square Enix pre- uh, press conference at E3 as well as the Nintendo Direct, I was like, you know what, maybe I maybe- yeah, that's kind of what uh, got my attention. So it seems like it might be. I mean, I mean, that's what I said. I want to keep you know keep my eyes open, kind right. of kind of take a close look. But I mean, I said, I mean, looks like from what I understand, it's you know a very very solid you know probably the epitome of a bread and butter JRPG. It sounds yeah. like so that's kind of what got my absolutely. Attention. Well, I think that uh, wraps up September, unless there's anything else I'm forgetting. Ooh, we got, I mean, Ooh. this is where we got some of the, the heaviest of hitters. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we were talking before we started recording today. I mean, we've got Call of Duty Modern Warfare coming out. Which and is actually grabbed my attention yes. in a way I wasn't expecting. Like, I, I personally haven't... I think the last Call of Duty game I got was Advanced Warfare, the one... I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure. And then... Before that, it might have even been Black Ops 1. Like, I haven't right. really been super on the, the Call of Duty train as much as you, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm... But I'm um, apparent. It, it's intriguing to me. I, I like that it's... I mean, the Modern Warfare franchise was uh, so groundbreaking. Well, I mean, it was... 
it was a watershed, you know, changing moment in the industry yes. of modern warfare in mm-hmm. terms of modern multiplayer shooter design. And also, I mean, both the, the, that campaign back then was, you know, one of, at that point, one of the most, you know, kind of intense experiences in a first person shooter. And it, mm-hmm. for what it seems like I've seen in the preview so far for this one, that's kind of what got my attention is like, I mean, it looks like they're really trying to, you know, tell a compelling story mm-hmm. that will, you know, kind of at least attempt to make, you know, like a lot more depth than, you know, kind sure. of we might have seen for a Absolutely. while, kind of, you know. So and, definitely you know, that looks interesting. I think this is also a good opportunity for, obviously, Infinity Ward was the, the team that originally brought us Modern mm-hmm. War, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. Uh, but obviously, you know, the, the heavy hitters behind that team have since moved on, and now we've got uh, Respawn yep. Entertainment, and, you know, doing their thing. And so Infinity Ward hasn't really had a chance to find its foothold since I think that split uh, and this could be a good opportunity for them to kind of shake some of that that baggage off perhaps and kind of yeah. find their identity uh, attempt to find their identity again because it, it hasn't they haven't really had the chance to do that and this could be a, a great opportunity for them to number one okay may, maybe capitalize on the name of modern warfare you know, you know yeah. take that as you will but um, everything that I'm hearing about you know what the just the the direction they want to take the storytelling sounds really intriguing to me. It and doesn't sound the fun. graphics and lighting look fantastic. It looks too. so like, good. Gonna... I mean, it looks. I mean, it, it looks absolutely fantastic, and it complete, seems like a complete overhaul of of the. In, in this mm-hmm. even, which has be, been long overdue. <laughs> yeah, and even even it, just not even being a new generation, and they're like investing in, yeah. th- in into that. It seems really interesting to me, and I'm. I don't know. I I'm on board. You know, I. I'm not the biggest Call of Duty fan when it comes to multiplayer because I'm not super good, but I love the campaigns, and this one seems like is one that's ready to to impress. <clears throat> yeah, it looks like they're actually putting the campaign kind of being one of the main draws again, especially kind of in stark contrast to you know especially last year with Modern right. Warfare Four. But for me, at least the multiplayer appeal, like I said, like I've always enjoyed the Battlefield multiplayer more than the Call of Duty, but this it looks like one of the the new re-envisioning of the ground war mode which has kind of been an you know never a great you know aspect that when they've tried it in the past all the way back to i, I remember call of duty um three i think was the first one where they kind of had you know had you know larger player counts slightly larger maps kind of like a tug mm-hmm. of war thing but never never really took off and been as great as battlefield but this one from what it seems like there it's in many ways it's a straight up you know, battlefield clone. There's five capture points, vehicles mm-hmm. on the map. You can spawn and if the points are on, you know, friendly vehicles and people driving them. So it looks like it will, I'm, I'm curious to see how the battlefield experience takes place in a call of duty game when they've promised, you know, at least, you know, 60 players rumors up to a hundred, you know, mm-hmm. aspects. So that could be, could be, could be my cup of tea. might get me back into call of duty multiplayer. I'm not Absolutely. sure, but it's on my radar, which isn't something I was really expecting. Even when I kind of uh, heard the uh, initial announcement, I was like, eh, oh, sure. You know, no, I agree. I totally agree. But then I think what is probably mm. our, dare I say, most anticipated <laughs> game for, for this year, The Outer Worlds. <sighs> and I think for a number of reasons, this is exciting for, you, for me. Number one, because as we were talking before we started recording, and you know, when ha- when was the last real western rp you know big open world western rpg 
with you know choices matter side quests. I mean, to be fair, we don't know how open world Outer it's, Worlds this, is. That's anything, true. It might, we do know that this. They yeah. have come out and said that this is going to be an on, expansive on a experience. That you right. know, on a you know, but. But, an RPG yeah. of this, a, a, a developer of this caliber. Obviously, we've you know we've loved RPGs over the last couple, you know, last several years. Uh, but most of them really have been old school style CRPGs. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for me, one of my most anticipated games for the rest of this generation is uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, yeah. which happens to be pro, you know, the the follow up game from the developer who made what I think is probably the last. RPG that I got super hardcore into, The Witcher 3. And so yeah. it would be really sad to me if the two probably potentially best RPGs of the generation didn't have anything in between them. And here's a chance for the Yeah, I mean, world it's kind of, I mean, Fallout 4 was, yeah, I think we both kind of, I mean, at least for me, it's like, I enjoyed it, but it didn't grab me in the way, especially yes. New Vegas, which is, mm-hmm. you know, the spiritual predecessor to the Outer Worlds, but even Fallout 3, like, they cut back a lot of the RPG elements that I really liked in the Fallout franchise and, you know, cut back on the dialogue and choices mm-hmm. and just, you know, focus too much on the crafting, building stuff, which I'm not as much into. Right. So this is why I'm really excited for the Outer Worlds. I love in-depth, multiple dialogue options based on, you know, skill checks and what have mm-hmm. you. That's like my bread and butter for yep. a good, you know, Western RPG in I'm, the setting, the humor, it all looks very intriguing and fun, yep. you know, kind of a, you know, a little bit of a serenity ish oh, vibe, yes, you know, firefly yes. kind of vibe to it, but absolutely. That, you know, it looks a little, so little bit of borderlands yeah. thrown in. Maybe it's kind yep. of, this I mean, little, I, little bit I, crazy, a little bit. <laughs> I think it's fair that they keep throwing out the the uh, Fallout New Vegas type stuff because obviously it's the same developer mm-hmm. and it's a similar in style. But I don't think that's a fair comparison with as far as the setting is concerned. And I think the the fact that you bring <laughs> yeah. up Firefly um, is very Firefly or you know or Serenity the the movie yeah. is such a, a a great comparison from yeah aesthetic and style. I mean it looks. It's it, it's funny because when this game was announced, I was like, "Oh, this looks cool. Okay, a, a prettier looking mm-hmm. Fallout New New Vegas. I I'm intrigued. You know, Obsidian Entertainment. Absolutely, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Loved Pillars of Eternity franchise. You know, this is fantastic. I'm super into this idea, but I wouldn't say I was like, you know, socks knocked off excited. Um, it hasn't mm-hmm. really been until probably the last couple of months when there've been more and more trailers coming out and discussion about it and, and actual hands-on impressions now, uh, you know, hearing from some of my favorite podcasters out there and everyone is like gone from, yeah, I'm excited to this about this game to like, no guys real. I, we're going to lose sleep over this game. <laughs> it's that good. I'm like, okay, thank you. I'm like so relieved that this is actually going to, I really hope it lets obsidian kind of, you know, flex their muscles and show what they're capable of. Absolutely. You know, it's been, especially in a mainstream way, like mm-hmm. as much as, you know, I said, I absolutely love pillars of eternity too. And stuff but that isn't you know the, it wasn't the biggest mainstream draw right. and this is i think a game that especially as i said kind of capitalizing even if unintentionally kind of on the feelings of shortcoming that have kind of accompanied you know fallout 4 and yeah. probably even some extent fallout 76 there's a hunger for this type of game that has yep. i mean if you think about it, it's kind of bonkers how this generation compared to last last we had you know, we had oblivion we had fallout 3 we mm-hmm. had skyrim mm-hmm. you know dragon age and, Fallout New Vegas, you know, in this, it's like, I mean, but that's from, you know, that style. It's like, in this, we've just right. had basically Fallout 4, 
and you know. it was kind of fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was, it, was yeah, it, said, it was fine. I you know I enjoyed it for what it was, but it said it for what I wanted out of you know kind of that you know that Fallout Three in New Vegas style. It was a letdown. So this is you know I'm I am waiting for the Outer Worlds to you know take me away. Yes, please, please take me away. Looks super good. Um, probably closing out in October. Another game I'm excited to check out. Luigi's Mansion Three looks super mm-hmm. fun. Love, love me some Luigi. Love that. Love those Luigi's Mansion games. Always a lot of fun. But it, it looks, it looks really fun. Like yeah. it's, you know, it's even grabbed my attention. You know, and you know, it's it's vying for one of those, uh, those uh, um, vouchers, redeem yes. redemptions that yes. I have waiting out there. It, it's 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 vying for that. Mm-hmm. It, it said it looks it looks like cool puzzles kind of you know very charming art style you know this absolutely it, it's you know it just as i you know getting ready to move on here into november it's interesting as i've been looking at how the games have been spaced out typically november is like the the, mm-hmm. the month everyone get out of the way yeah, of november it's, if well, you it's the call chance. of duty month it's yep. you know but whereas, not anymore apparently whereas <laughs> this year i think that's they've actually done a good job of spacing out between October mm-hmm. and November, pretty fairly, um, I, I'd say October is definitely kind of a heavier hitter hitter month for me. Yeah. Uh, but November, we've got the game that you know still I, we'll, we'll find out if it's a real game or not. Death Stranding is actually happening, yeah. <laughs> uh, starting out in November. I mean that I still I mean I I've read all the synopsis, I've gone to the website, I I have a better idea of what the game is, but still <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I I don't know what I mean. What is, what is a strand game? What is it? That's what it keeps, I mean, keeps, keeps I'm, calling it that. What is the it? The strands are the journey along the way, the connections you make with your friends that you built bridges with your character, Jeff Bridges, basically. Oh, it makes it's sense. Like, okay. All right. I yeah. get it. So it's basically. Well, I mean, as I said, it's, it's, it's an intriguing game. I'm really, you know, I'm not super hyped for it, but I'm intrigued still like that. It's that's, on yeah, you know, that's my radar. I, am. I mean, it's, I'm intrigued it, for the sake of, of intrigue. I mean, more than it's just like My, yeah. it's Kojima. What is it? It's it's not yeah. it's not Metal Gear, but it's it, it, but it's Kojima, and I'm for for that alone, I want to see what this game it's is. It's Metal Gear Ladders. <laughs> it's, yes, Metal Metal Gear Prime, <laughs> Amazon Prime delivery service. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> featuring Guillermo I mean, del yeah, Toro. I'm curious I mean, to see what the uh, balance is between you know what are going to be crazy off the wall you know cutscenes to what is the gameplay loop yeah. i'm still not sure aside from running through desolate landscapes and dropping uh-huh. ladders and running, running away, away from, from the from lost enemies. monster i mean that, that that's yeah like i mean giving birth to babies out of your throat i don't know it looks it looks crazy it looks cool looks interesting is we'll it gonna see. redefine gaming as we know it i'm not sure is it <laughs> maybe, gonna maybe. be is it gonna be a crazy experience probably either way probably so, yeah yeah i mean absolutely. definitely i said i'm i'm intrigued Yep. Or Death Stranding. Um, then what comes out? Doom Eternal and Jedi Fallen Order. Doom Eternal, yeah. Jedi Fallen Order, and Pokemon Sword and Shield also coming out. So um, Jedi Fallen Order, I mean, I'm super jazzed about. It looks it looks cool. I mean, more God of War, Metroid. It's been sounding than... better the more we've heard about exactly. it. I am, as I said I think before, I am, I am very optimistic, especially after Sekiro for that style and it looks like it will have, you know, an interesting, you know, story and cast of characters and, you know, so I am, I, I yeah, I, I'm ready for, you know, it's, it's, it's a tall order for me to say no to a Star Wars game. Oh, geez. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I, I played and beat Yoda Tales 
So <laughs> yes, it's not a joke. I I, I finished that game. We. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I was a big fan of the Star Wars Episode Three game on the on the Xbox. That was good. AB Obi One on the Xbox was also really good. Hey, Pod um, Racing N sixty four. Hey, one of the best Pod Racing game ever made. Played a lot of the best of fun Pod Racing game ever made. Uh, and then, uh, and then obviously you know Shadows of the Empire. I mean, I, we, Star Wars games yeah. we go way back. Uh, probably you know one of my favorite console games of all time happens to be a Star Wars game when you know in KOTOR and mm-hmm. KOTOR 2 so uh, yep. I will always have my ears perked up to a, to a Star Wars game and I will absolutely check it out um, you know Pokemon Sword and Shield um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited I'm, I'm interested I mean mostly for my kids sake um, I'm not as yeah, I into think Pokemon I still, as I once was for me but, I might be happy with my you know Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu I was yeah. you know, I'm happy with I'm happy with the real original Pokemon, not all these other made up ones that they. It's just so been hard. It's so hard for year. me. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really difficult for me because obviously I've got a strong connection to Pokemon Red and Blue, and it's just it's one of those things that when I got into Pokemon, it was like fifth or sixth grade, and after sixth grade, I mean, you you can't go to junior high playing Pokemon and collecting Pokemon <laughs> cards. You just can't do it. So I mean, that's it was Pokemon Red and Blue. And then I never bought or played another Pokemon game until X and Y. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, in my, my kids are starting to get more into Pokemon now, though. They're collecting cards. You know, when they get their allowance money, they want to go to Walmart and buy booster packs. And they get all super excited. Oh, man. I, I get super get excited. On, get them on the loot boxes early, I see. Exactly. <laughs> the original loot box. Oh, man. You know, I I love it. Because I still I still remember that that day at Wizards of the Coast opening up a, a pack of Pokemon mm. cards. And there was my, my Charizard. I mean, I was super excited about that. And it's been fun to kind of relive that with my kids every time they buy booster packs and you know i i get excited to like go through and see what cards they get and i see the hyper rare ones i'm like oh my gosh this is actually a valuable card i should not oh, wow. let you handle you should, this. Uh, I should seal put- that up and get it uh <laughs> whatever there's a whole, whole whole system for that you could teach him about exactly it. so it's, it's been invest fun in your pokemon of- cards they'll be your retirement kids exactly <laughs> yes you this will be my forget the 401k and invest it all in the pokemon <laughs> cards so it's it's been fun to kind of relive that longer than I was able to as a kid through my own children. So that's been kind of fun. Um, so we'll we'll see kind of where they're at. Like I've been trying to get my daughter to actually sit down and play Let's Go because you know she's seen the mm-hmm. other Pokemon games out and she keeps saying like, "Oh, Dad, I want to buy this. You know, get this for me for my birthday or for Christmas or whatever." I'm just like, I want to see you actually play Let's Go. Yeah. Before we move on to some of these other ones, because if you're if you can't do this one, we can't do these because yeah. these ones are going to be a little bit more intense. So we'll we'll kind of see where they're at when this one comes out. If it's one that I'll you know that I'll pick up for them. So to be determined. Yeah, like I said I, I I think I'm probably that's as I said probably the the bottom of the the pile of the the possible voucher uses for me. Mm-hmm. I think, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, uh, I think the last November game, Doom Eternal. Yeah. Which, um, more Doom. I mean, I finally, this year earlier, actually got through and played most of Doom 2016. I Sol- need to Solid it. game. Yeah. Super good, though. Yeah, maybe I'll try to finish it. So, I mean, I'm not super, I mean, I'm like, I'm excited, but then again, maybe it might be, you know, wait a month or two for it to be $20 yeah. like the last one. I mean, because I played, I like played Doom 2016. <laughs> on, I played Doom 2016 on PC Master Race. Uh, you know, mm. if you, I mean, it was such a, 
beautiful experience when you know, I had just got my new you know my new 1070 in it at the time and I was like pushing it to its limits and that was the game of choice at the time um, and just oh my gosh I loved playing it so I actually need to you know I, I started playing it again on Xbox just to kind of see how it how it felt and looked uh, on an Xbox one X and 4k and it looks stunning but I still got my my save of doom on my PC so maybe I'll actually sit down if I've got some time I know I'm almost done with it maybe I should just wrap it up. Uh, in anticipation of, of Doom Eternal. So, I mean, it's going to be, I think, up there and vying for, you know, best best mechanics-wise shooting games this year, that and Rage sure. 2. But um, I think the only other, um, at least, game with a release date that I know I'm getting in December is going to be the Infinity Engine Collection. Yes. Neverwinter Nights and all the Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 and mm-hmm. all that I, I, I caved. You yeah. you you so, you went for the ultimate collector's edition, which unfortunately yeah. is making you wait to play the because the Baldur's Gate. Well, I mean, with all these other Gate, games, I think since there's nothing else in December, this might be perfect time. Totally to, fine to come out all at the yeah. same time. Because I, I can't think of anything else in uh, December really that we know of. I I mean, I'm looking over on Wikipedia, and it looks like you know Mech Warrior Five on PC <gasps> is coming eh, out. Yeah, maybe. But I forgot um, that. Ancestor. Maybe, I mean, oh, I guess well, the other one. Ancestor. Oh, that wait, that's. Odyssey? That could be oh. cool. That could um, be. I mean, that's the uh, um, Yves Gilmont, right? The one of the Assassin's Creed creators. His, yeah, uh, it's a it, game I mean, he's been working on forever. Yeah, it is a Ubisoft one. Yeah, someone from Assassin's Creed. It's their it's their thing. Um, Life is Strange episode two, episode five is coming out. Um, I unfortunately kind of lost interest in the series because I thought they were going to be coming out day and date on Game Pass. Well, they, they changed up. that because there was some uh, some negative backlash, I believe. People oh, were a little so bit upset be, at that. Because so. I know I know there's some... Well, here's the other thing is that there's now that there's a, a catalog of episodes I can go through right now, I was really bothered by the Square Enix press conference where they basically spoiled several episodes. Oh. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> So I'm like sitting here watching watching this thing, like, hey guys, come play Life is Strange, but we're also going to show <laughs> you some key moments of these of these episodes that you know you y- you might not want to see, but we're going to show you anyway. So I'm like, man, you guys suck. That was that was dumb. <sighs> but it's also it's a hard thing to market, I guess, if you're trying to get people to play your your episodic game. It's like I don't know. It's like it, I guess it's hard to market, but they it seemed like they spilt a lot of beans in the process a lot of like key intense dialogue moments i'm like guys i i would have like that could have been cool to experience you know in the game for the first time but i don't know yeah maybe i'll check it out well i think uh the only other game on my radar that we don't have a release date for which i think we'll be getting next week at GamesCon, is the age of empires 2 definitive yes. edition oh, it looks so good. which i also reasonably sure is coming to a uh, PC game pass, which yeah. is part of ultimate. So I will be definitely partaking of that in trying out the new campaigns and all the ones stuff they added with, I mean, people forget, I mean, they actually have added like three or four expansions to um, the age of empires Two HD over since that was re-released. They've actually added a bunch of, you know, they were originally based off some unofficial popular expansions. And I think they got those people and they added a bunch of new, uh, a couple other, campaigns and stuff but it seems like they're redoing all that adding more stuff and so i will want to go through both my old favorite classic campaigns and see the new stuff and mm-hmm. one of my favorite franchises and games of all time so that's also on the radar but as i said i'm i'm pretty sure they're gonna since you know games con europe strategy games are 
pretty big deal. I think they're going to announce more of that and hopefully some more info on Age of Empires 4. But I guess we'll right. have to wait till next week to find out. Um, that so, said, I think that... Uh, I actually, before we move on, I would just oh. continue to scroll through this, this list on Wikipedia of unscheduled releases. And a mm-hmm. game caught my eye that I didn't realize was even being made. <laughs> Two Worlds 3. That, huh. The Two Worlds franchise wow. is not something I've thought about in a very long time. I mean, these these are like yeah. gothic level of quality, kind of like, you know, eh, not so whatever. Well, it was like a uh, cult following. But After Oblivion came out, it's like, oh, if you want some more of that type of experience. I think they even at some point kind of marketed themselves as that of like, you know, kind of like, you want more Oblivion style, but not quite as good. Go not with this. Quite, yeah, not fill quite the void. as good. Yeah. But man, two two worlds three. It's yeah, interesting. It was set for 2019, but I I, I guess they're saying 2022. I don't. But weird, uh, man. Haven't thought. I haven't heard or mm-hmm. thought about that game in a long time. So yeah. we, we got a third one coming. So remember man. looking at that game crazy when you worked there. So. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. One of those. I I man. So many box covers that I still have memorized. Looks great. Oh, Untitled Goose Game. That could be coming. Oh, man. <gasps> Wait, is it? I guess we'll find out at PAX. But Ooh, yeah, because that oh, was man. a Wrigley. I sure hope delayed. so. Oh, man. That comes out yeah, day one. Man, PAX is this month. <laughs> I'm excited. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Got, right. We got our passes all ready to go. Yep. And it's going to be fun. So, so look for us if you're going to be at PAX. You know, we'll, we'll be there on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I think that uh, that wraps up our discussion for this week. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. As always, uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter at PWPCast and Jay. At J underscore PWP. And uh, have, a, have a fun rest of the summer. We'll hopefully catch you in soon before PAX. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Love you, bye. <laughs>